Suicide is a tough topic, but the Washington County Reach for Hope Suicide Prevention Coalition wants you to know that there is always hope. We are a caring community reaching out to provide compassion and hope for a community free of suicide. In the next half hour, we'll talk with community partners to identify risk factors, raise awareness, and discuss prevention strategies. Hello and welcome to another edition of Reach for Hope, where there's always hope. I'm Melissa Anderson. You know, when it comes to suicide, one of the most vulnerable populations is the LGBTQ plus community. With us today to talk about why and what kind of help is out there is Essie Gonzen, Community Outreach for Encircle program here in St. George. Welcome, Essie. Thank you so much, Melissa. I'm happy to be here. And I think I said your name wrong. It's Essie. Yeah, you got, you got it right. <laughs> uh, first of all, give us a little background about Encircle and how it got started. Yeah, so our our CEO and founder, Stephanie Larson, opened up our first Encircle home in Provo, Utah in 2017. And just to give viewers a little bit of background um, about Encircle, if it's their first time hearing about it, we are a nonprofit organization with the mission to bring family and community together to support our LGBTQ plus youth and young adults. Um, so I think there's a few few things that go behind Stephanie starting in Circle. The first being the saddening statistics. Um, I'm sure you're familiar, but right. um, just to share one statistic with you, LGBTQ plus youth um, who are rejected by their families are eight times more likely to attempt suicide. Wow. So you can see kind of the drive behind the start of Encircle and the need for Encircle. Um, the second thing that I think important to mention was some of the inspiration for Stephanie was her uncle, um, John Williams. Mm -hmm. He came out about 50 years ago when the climate around the LGBTQ plus population wasn't as positive. Um, he was lucky enough to be brought up in a home with love and support, and he was able to thrive. Um, so with Stephanie and John, they together created the Encircle Homes. Unfortunately, John Williams did pass away prior to the first home opening, but the second home followed in 2019 in Salt Lake City, and it's named after John. So it's oh. the John Williams home. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. So when did the home open up here in St. George? I think it was about a year ago. Yeah, it was last October. So last week we celebrated our one year anniversary, um, and we're actually going to be celebrating tomorrow. So I'll tell you a little bit about that event a little bit later. Um, but yeah, we're celebrating one year here in St. George. Yeah. And so how long have you been there then? I've been there about four and a half months. I'm going on five months now. Yeah. Why? And tell me a little bit about the home. What is the atmosphere there? We've got some pictures and video and stuff coming up, but what is this home like and, and who is it for? Yeah, that's an excellent question. There is some confusion because we are a resource center, but no one actually lives in the home. Um, so Encircle offers drop-in hours Monday through Friday, um, 8, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. And that's specific for people ages 12 to 25. If you are older than 25 and want to come to the home, uh, we're always taking volunteers. We we uh, depend on our volunteers. They really keep Encircle alive. Um, so we have our drop-in hours. We also have uh, our friendship circles. So friendship circles targets a different group every single night, but our friendship circles are really just a way for members of the LGBTQ plus community to come together to share their journey, to connect and gain resources. Um, so we have our drop-in hours, our friendship circle, um, 
our friendship circles, and then we have different events so that are open to the whole community. Um, and I think that's that's about yeah. yeah. Well, we saw some pictures up there. The beautiful, beautiful. Um, what's the address? Yes, it's 100, 190 South, 100 East. So it's close to downtown St. Yeah, George. it's like a block down from, um, yeah, downtown St. George. That's great. So they can just drop in during those hours. So what are some of the challenges then um, that the LGBTQ plus community is facing, even here in southern Utah? Yeah, um, so I think a lot, it's, it's important to say that the LGBTQ plus youth, the number of the community struggling with mental illness, whether it be anxiety or depression, um, isn't because they're members of the community, it's actually the rejection they face. So that's the high risk and that's the biggest challenge I would say is rejection to families, going back to that statistic, eight times more likely to attempt suicide. Um, so yeah. Because they don't feel like they fit in or you know, hey, I'm different or I feel different. You're making me feel different. Maybe it's the non-acceptance. Non-acceptance, rejection, and it comes a lot from fear, I think. So the more we can spread that knowledge and educate, uh, I think it will help with that challenge. So what do you do then when someone comes in and says, hey, I kind of need someone to talk to, and maybe their parents don't even know that they're coming and dropping by. Maybe they're 13, 14 years old. How do you deal with that? How do you help them? Yeah, so just to kind of paint the picture of the home, not every youth or young adult that walks through our door is struggling with the thought of taking their lives, but it can be challenging to walk into a new place that is could be the first affirming environment you're walking into as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So I think that um, our job at Encircle, and I think we do a really good job at this, is creating that safe space, you know, mm -hmm. providing the activities, the friendship circles and making guests that come through the door feel comfortable and that safe and affirmed um, environment. Yeah. And we're looking at some video right now for those with the, with the vodcast um, that, that shows the different things that, that these youth can do and how the atmosphere and how they can feel accepted with that. Tell us about uh, other efforts that you use um, out to reach out to the LGBTQ plus community. Do you have um, other partners or members that, that, that you can that also refer them to? Yes. Um, so again, our mission is to bring that family and community together. So having community partners is really crucial in breaking the stigma of LGBTQ plus members as well as the stigma around suicide. Um, so we do have, we work closely with uh, Southwest Behavioral Health and the Reach for Hope Coalition. Mm -hmm. um, and the Reach for Hope Coalition has really been a bridge for us to reach other community members, getting into Washington School District, um, as well as here at DSU, you know, tabling at events, hosting. We had a recent event a few weeks ago for DSU at the home. Um, we also try to make it down to SUU, down to Cedar City to support those college students as well. And so far, are you seeing some pretty good results? I know you don't have an actual program that's set up, but tell me about the number of people that you're seeing coming through your door on a daily, weekly basis. Yeah, um, so right now, I believe we're averaging somewhere around 500 people that we're reaching in a month. Wow. So our numbers are continuing to increase. Um, 
And, and although Encircle itself isn't a program, we do host many programs, right? So we have a daily activity, like today we'll be doing mask making with our youth. Every Monday through Friday, we always have an activity, or sometimes youth are just walking through the door, getting a game out and chatting over a game of Uno. You know, it's more so creating that soft space. And kind of a place to hang out and be with others that are, are like-minded, correct? Absolutely. Sometimes this is the only place um, that people get that. Yeah. So since the pandemic started then, have we seen an increase in uh, or decline maybe in the number of uh, youth reaching out for help in this area? Yeah, now we're definitely seeing an increase. I can um, confidently say that our online therapy has seen a definite increase. Um, Encircle does offer therapy. It's Encircle Therapy. I believe I gave you the link, but it's encircletherapy.org where People can go there and sign up for an initial consultation, which the first visit is always free. We do take most insurances and we do work on a sliding scale. So um, I will say that online therapy has definitely seen an increase. Wow. And so it's a good thing that you're there and that these resources are available. Uh, You've no doubt heard about QPR through Reach for Hope, um, which is to question, persuade, and refer those who are thinking about suicide to get help. Do you train your staff then and the people that work there that hang out there this way so that they they can um, share that with others on how to maybe approach someone who might be in that frame of mind? Yes, we most definitely do train our staff in QPR. I'm lucky enough to participate in this. Within the month, I'll be doing my QPR training. Um, My home director has actually been able to share particular experiences when she's been able to utilize the QPR training techniques with someone who walks through the door that's maybe struggling and has really seen it pay off and sees the benefit. So it's definitely something that's being talked about around our home and we do have an upcoming training. It's something that we talk about here all the time at Reach for Hope because it's it's important to ask that question. You know, are you thinking about taking your own life? You know, and it's hard to do, but it really needs to be asked. And so I appreciate the fact that you're that you're going to learn that and you're going to be practicing that and you can share it with others. Um, I want to talk a little bit now about how people uh, can create a space to break that stigma that you were talking about earlier that may surround the LGBTQ plus community, um, which also uh, compounds the problem of suicide, which is what we're trying to prevent. Yeah, there's definitely a stigma there. Um, I think exactly what Encircle is doing is working toward breaking that stigma. And I truly think it already is. Providing a place where members of the community as well as family and friends and allies can come in and expand their knowledge on the topic. I think it's fear and the unknown. So I think the more people that learn or meet someone who is a member of the LGBTQ plus community to go, okay, you know, and I think that is, that will slowly dissolve the stigma. Yeah, and and we all need to work on that and be more open-minded in, in our community as a whole. And that's one thing that, that, that I think our community should be working towards. How can someone then reach out to Encircle? Um, you said you can just drop in. Um, is there a way, do you make, can, is there a way to make appointments or you just walk in and, and, and is there a website for that? Yeah. Well, first off, our website is encircletogether.org slash STG, uh, for the St. George specific home. And, um, 
You don't need to make an appointment. If it is your first time to encircle, you can schedule a tour online, which we recommend. It kind of gets rid of those nerves if you are hesitant in coming on to be able to just come and see the home, see what we're about. Um, it's a beautiful home and we really do take pride in stewardship and making sure it's well kept and taken care of and everybody that comes in kind of plays a part in that. Um, so no need for appointment. Drop-in hours again are three to eight. <clears throat> excuse me, for ages 12 to 25. And again, we're always taking volunteers. Yeah, and there's more than one home in this state. Let's talk a little bit about that briefly. I know that mm -hmm. Stephanie, who started this, is looking to build more homes. So how many homes do you have statewide and, and what are, what's the future look like? Yeah, so right now the homes that are active and running are the three, so Provo, Salt Lake, and here in St. George. And we have broke ground and are in the works on uh, home in Heber, Ogden and Logan, um, and we're seeing some more in our future. So we're really looking forward to it. We're expanding quickly and the need is definitely there. Wow, I mean, that's that's really good news. I mean, this is helping a lot of people. If you've got 500 people in a month down here and you've only been open for a year, right now, I mean, obviously those other communities are in need as well. So congratulations on Thank that. You. Tell Stephanie the same. Oh, I will. Uh, what types of events then um, or outreach do you do to try to reach those who may need your services? I You, you mentioned DSU, but, and, and you kind of said something about the school district, but how do you get the word out? Yeah, I think hosting community events, like we do a monthly um, rainbow brunch at the home, which ours happens to be tomorrow. We're doing a rainbow brunch and love louder uh, pumpkin patch that I believe you attended a year ago when mm -hmm. we opened. Yeah. We'll have Teresa there, Teresa Wood there. Uh, yeah. So graciously donating her pumpkins that you can come sponsor. Uh, so I think community events like that, like tomorrow's event, you'll see the little two year olds running around to grandma and grandpa. You'll see members of the LGBTQ plus community and just members of the community who are allies or want to know more. So I think it's we're trying to get out there through hosting these regular events. And every time we see somebody new and see more and more people. And for those who are listening, tomorrow is September 27th, correct? Tomorrow is no, wait. what's the date? October twenty second. October, yes. Yeah, October twenty third, I believe. Twenty third. Yeah. Okay. Good. See, I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. So it. So yeah, I can actually like give a little more information. It is Saturday, October twenty third, and it's from ten to one o'clock. So come. We'll have music, games, food, and okay. and just a really great opportunity great. to connect. Yeah. I understand you're going to be doing something else that's that's pretty cool, and you're going to be teaming up with. Uh, Parents Empowered, um, can you tell us about that, about Parents Empowered, and how is this going to help launch your efforts as well? Melissa, I am so excited about this project. Um, we have been in the works of this for quite some time now. We're working with Parents Empowered, as you mentioned, as well as R&R, and a lot of local community leaders. Um, so our event is called the Go Together Roland Stroll and Mural Unveil. So bring your bikes, bring your scooters. Um, you'll be able to uh, hang out and roll around the park. But the purpose of the Go Together event is to really highlight the importance of the parent-child connection. Um, studies show that uh, statistically, a youth who feels connected to their parent is less likely to engage in underage drinking. Also, that parent-child connection supports mental health and just a child's overall well-being. So we're really highlighting that. We'll be able to hear from 
some local community members, as well as from Parents Empowered and Encircle. And it's really just going to be a beautiful event. Um, so that starts at 3 o'clock on November 20th in St. Georgetown Square. And then starting as early as 4, we're going to do a little meet and greet at the Encircle home with more music, more food, and more people. So. Now, for those who don't know what Parents Empowered in, explain a little bit about that. That is to actually uh, try to keep youth from from experimenting, for lack of better words, with drinking and drugs and, and alcohol and things at young ages, because that is a lot of times when youth don't know where to turn and they can't talk to their parents, they might go uh, that direction. So tell us a little bit about the efforts of Parents Empowered. I'm sure people have seen that on TV and the commercials where they're trying to you know, get rid of underage drinking or, or have parents say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's exactly what you said. I think the whole goal is to encourage parents to have that connection. And I do believe that suggestions um, will be made on the day, given presentations for parents, um, and it's included in the mural. But I think just checking in on your child, setting those boundaries, and all of that is going to help support um, avoiding underage drinking, again, addressing mental health issues and just supporting a child's well-being. Yeah. And this event um, is open to anyone on November 20th. Um, we don't want to give too much of it away, but it is going to be really cool. There's going to be a mural up there yeah. and there's going to be some participation and some action. So that's why they <laughs> want everybody to bring their bikes and their scooters and and, uh, and roll out the <laughs> message, right? Yeah, it's really going to be a whole community event. I mean, it's not only members of our LGBTQ plus population, but all of St. George. You're going to see a lot of important faces and yeah, the mural is gonna be so fun. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but it might be interactive. So if you want to see more, you need to come out with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, November um, 20th. Right. What can we do as a community to support these efforts uh, just to keep it going? Yeah, we need volunteers. We um, are so grateful for our volunteer community. They show up. They they really are just ready for anything, and they are what keeps Encircle alive. So first off, just volunteering. Um, and if you are interested in donating, we do have a donate button online at encircletogether.org. There's, I think it says give today. You uh, can donate there. And we also are taking, um, as I mentioned, for tomorrow's event, the pumpkin patch, you can sponsor a pumpkin uh, and proceeds will go to Encircle. Yeah, and I know that money would be going to good use. Um, it, it might even go towards making cookies or something, or something, uh, an event that could help um, empower those who are going there. Yeah, I mean, clearly you've been to the home. You know we make cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it can go from making cookies really to supporting us building another home, right? Like we, like we talked about, we're expanding at a rapid rate and we do need those proceeds to keep it alive and keep the expansion going. Again, I want to just reiterate for those out there who might have just come in on board on this, tell us how someone can actually reach out for that help. Is it by the website or should they drop you by or do a phone call? Because I think it's really important like you said, for the first time, they might not be willing to just kind of show up on their doorstep. Um, if they don't have friends that are going there, they might not be willing to do that even by themselves. And, and maybe it's the parents that need to go there with them. I don't know. 
We do see that a lot. Um, we do see like just maybe a parent dropping in alone without their child. Like, what is this all about? Um, we will have a parent come with a child. Like, we just want a tour, you know? There really is, there isn't a wrong way of going about it. A tour is kind of like you're not maybe forced into an entire activity or sticking around, but you can at least see the house, connect with others. Um, but yeah, I think three to eight drop in if you fall within the age range. Otherwise you can set up a tour. Um, how else? I, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Well, you um, obviously have uh, your work cut out for you to keep everybody <laughs> entertained as well. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with how we can break down this stigma? And, uh, you know, if someone is needing that help, if it's really severe help, you probably they don't want to just call go to you if, if if they're really struggling mentally they should reach out and maybe even call 911 yeah i'm so glad you mentioned that if if you are someone who needs help um showing up to the in circle front door isn't necessarily the quickest or most effective way to get help if you are contemplating suicide um make sure you're calling those helplines calling 911 um reaching out to the trevor project uh the staff that works at Encircle, although QPR trained, we are not therapists. We are not the professionals. We do have Encircle therapists who are LGBTQ plus affirming and trained in that. Um, but the help we provide is just providing the space, providing the safety and allowing people to be authentically themselves. So it's more like a safety zone rather than the actual uh, physical help. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I would add to safety zone is, um, resource. You know, we do have resources. We, when people do walk through the door, we, we do, um, want to make sure that they feel like they can leave confident and safe and happy and have a further, um, knowledge about what we do offer and the other resources out there. And I think it's important to mention when I said 911, there's a new suicide hotline number that's supposed to be coming out. I got a message on my phone from Verizon saying that they're coming out. You have to start from now on, you, uh, as of October 24th, you have to start putting in the full area code for every call that you're going to do because they're making room for the new um, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, wow. which is going to be 988. So I'm sure that when they roll that out, there's going to be more information out there about that. But we've been waiting for a number like that for a long time because the 1-800-273-TALK sometimes is kind of hard to remember. Yeah, so, 988 is a bit simpler. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not letting the cat out of the bag too early, but I really am excited for that to roll out because that's what we're here for is to talk about, you know, help. And um, again, I'd just like to thank you for all you're doing. Um, why are you so compassionate about doing this? And obviously you're seeing results and you have a passion for this. Uh, you see right through me, Melissa, I absolutely do. Um, I am personally a member of the LGBTQ plus community, born and raised in Bountiful, Utah. Um, so yeah, it hits close to home. You know, I grew up in an LDS home and have a very, loving and supportive family, but it's absolutely been a journey. You know, it's been a journey. And when I came out 13 years ago to even imagine having a place like this where I could take my family to, it's such, it's just such a beautiful thing. Well, you've got a big smile on your face. So it obviously is a kind of a dream come true for you too, to be able to feel comfortable and, and like, you know, help others and you can relate to them. 
You can relate to the struggles that they're going through. Yeah, I would say a dream come true, but I truly could not have dreamed this. Like Melissa and John really created something magical and something really necessary and really needed. So yes, it is so incredible to connect with these people and go, you know, you're not alone. Yeah, and I wish there was something like this when I was younger. <laughs> Same. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, anything else you'd like to, to share with us before we wrap up this show? I think we really have touched on almost everything. And I'd like to say thanks to Stephanie for, mm. for, for uh, she was on People Magazine, I understand. And so she's really getting the word out nationwide on these homes, on Encircle, and the need for them. Yeah, she is really passionate. It really runs deep and uh, is very special to her. The only thing I want to add that I think is important is we run by the sides, or by the motto, no sides, only love. And so it really is welcome to all community. Tuesdays are friends, family, and ally focused. We have lunch with Lisa's at Lisa at noon and a connect program at seven in the evenings. Uh, that's a real opportunity for just um, family members to connect and kind of go through the journey together. Right. Yeah. The address one more time and maybe the website. 190 South 100 East and it's encircletogether.org slash STG. All right. And we just like to say thank you so much and appreciate you coming on the show and sharing this important information. And don't forget to get out and, and, uh, and go check out the mural and the event on November 20th, as well as any other time that they want to drop by. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'd like to just say thanks for sh uh, watching the program, share this with other people. And if you know someone or uh, would like to share, uh, support this, uh, reach out because there's always hope. Thank you. The Reach for Hope Coalition wants you to know that we care about you and we are here to help. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, reach out. You're not alone. To access resources for yourself or others, visit our webpage at reachforhopeutah.org. That's reach, the number four, hopeutah.org. If you are experiencing a crisis, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK because you matter and there is always hope. This has been a production from a podcast studio.